Last week, if you remember, we talked about the faith of Rahab. Rahab was a um, harlot, but still the way God used her as children of Israel were trying to capture the city of Jericho. God used her in an amazing way. We found out the faith Rahab had on God. You know, Rahab's faith was the faith that worked. She was not just keeping silent, as Brother Jan was saying today. The faith needs to be put in action, otherwise it is dead. So Rahab was a woman of faith, and she was just putting that faith in action. And we found that she helped, she risked her life to protect those spies as they enter into the, as they were trying to get into the city of Jericho. And she hid them in her house, and when time comes, she let them go out without, you know, really revealing them their their hiding in her house. Rahab's faith was also a saving faith. You know, her faith saved her entire family. When children of Israel, they were, you know, going and capturing the city of Jericho, really the faith of Rahab saved her and her family. They destroyed everything except Rahab's house. So it was a saving faith. And Rahab's faith resulted in a total transformation in her life. She was not a godly woman. She was a prostitute and she was not a godly woman. So end up she ended up in having new God. She ended up in having a new husband. And we uh, you know, know about his name. His name is Salman. And she ended up in having a new husband and a new generation. And word of God says in Matthew chapter 1, we find that Jesus Christ came in as a descendant of this woman Rahab. So she had such a faith, great faith in God. Today, let's look into one uh, scripture, one word. Hebrew chapter 11 verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah also of David and Samuel and other prophets. You know what's going on? The writer of Hebrews, he's just trying to put one after another. Probably, I believe, he would have just started with Abraham. He would have just started with Isaac and Jacob, Joseph. And thinking that, he can just stop the list. But as a man of God, as he was writing the book of Hebrews, he couldn't just stop there. He ended up in going further on and on and on. At some point of time, he just sat back and he just he was just looking into things and then saying, if he is going to write this, he will end up in writing again another Bible, right? Because he is trying to bring in all the figures of faith, the heroes of faith from the Old Testament and from the New Testament. But then he thought he will not do it. He'll just trying to conclude now. He is trying to summarize everything and just he's trying to put a list of things, list over there together. He just put all some of the, you know, uh, some of the kings and some of the prophets and some of the judges of Israel. And he is saying that if I continue to write this on and on, the time may not be sufficient. Time may not allow me to do it. But it is better to conclude. And what we are seeing is a concluding scripture. And next week, God willing, we will get into that. But today, I just want to narrow it down to one hero of all of our favorite. His name is Gideon. His name is Gideon. You know the kingdom of Israel, before we talk about Gideon, the kingdom of Israel was ruled by judges and kings. 
you know there are different types of leadership was given to the children of Israel if you remember they were led by Moses initially when they moved they moved out of Egypt and as they started you know their journey in the wilderness Moses was taking them out of the wilderness into the wilderness and through the wilderness and when Moses died the responsibility was given to Joshua and Joshua was carrying them further and he was helping them to enter into Canaan and then we see God is bringing judges over them and judges were used to deliver children of Israel from their enemies you know every time they found that the enemies are oppressing them you know it is possible when child children of God get into unknown territory and trying to take something plunder something out of that place you know we are vulnerable to the attack of the enemy children of our God where they were going through the wilderness as they were encroaching this you know city by city they were going through the pain of getting the position from the enemies and these judges were sitting as the throne of their judge and they were making judgment and they were leading the children of Israel you know there are many Many judges they were ruling uh, the children of Israel then kings came into place after the judges Saul King Saul came and then David and Solomon the country was given to the rulership of the kings and kings were ruling the, the, the Israel until the kingdom was divided if you know the history the kingdom was divided into Israel and Judah so until that point of time the kings were ruling it and then if you remember Lord also appointed prophets the prophets like Samuel prophets like Elijah and Elijah Jeremiah Ezekiel and they were all living at that period that particular point of time and judges were ruling the land of Israel were ruled by judges from 1400 B to uh, 1050 BC and these 500 years close to 500 years or 400 and odd years judges were taking care of children of Israel you know there are many judges we can name uh, as we study them in the book of judges Othniel was one of the judge he's in fact the first judge to start the rulership by the judge and secondly then then it talks about Deborah she's the only female judge in the land of Israel Gideon he is the one who is a mighty man of God and he is the one who defeated Midianites with just 300 men with just 300 men Samson you know know about him he fought against Philistines single-handedly by himself he just fought against the Philistines and the Eli he was a priest as well as he's also considered as a judge you know so they are going through the judgments they are going through the rulership by these judges let's now narrow it down to find out see what is going on in the life of Gideon let's turn to judges the book after Joshua judges chapter 6 judges chapter 6 let's find out what is really going on in the children uh, in, the, in the land of Israel we read them from uh, you know Joshua chapter 6 verse 1 to 10 I can just read few scriptures not the entire scripture uh, judges ch chapter 6 verse one let's read then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord you know whenever children of Israel they do something against God God will hand over them to their 
enemies. Judges chapter 6 verse 1. God will hand over them to their enemies. You know whenever they are against God, immediately God's punishment comes to them in that way. It is handed over, the land is handed over to the enemies. So they were doing evil so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. So for seven long years, children of Israel were handed over to the land or to the hands of Midianites. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And you know what they do? Verse 4. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth. You know, Midianites, children of Israel, they go and sow the seed everywhere in the vast land. And the seed will grow. And when the seed grows, the Midianites come and they destroy all their produce. And how do they do it? We can read in verse 5. <coughs> For they would come up with their livestock and their tents. Coming in a numerous, in as numerous as locusts. You know, some of the swimming locusts, if you see, they just come, multi, you know, locusts. Thousands and thousands, millions of locusts will just come and rest upon a land. You know, it, it, it happens in, you know, in the Middle East. It comes and rests upon the land. And if the land is very well ripe and it is, you know, ready for a crop, what will happen? This locust, within one night, you know, then they can destroy acres of acres of land within just one night. So these kind of locusts, in the same way, the Midianites, they come, thousands and thousands, millions of them, they come and they just dwell, put their tent and they just dwell in the land where their children of Israel, they have already sowed the seed. And they will come with both they and, they and their camel, were without number and they would enter the land to destroy it. You know, that's what is going on. In the land of Israel. You know today in our life. The moment we open up our life to the enemy. The moment we open up our life to ungodly things in our lives. That's what exactly happened. The enemy will come into our life. To devour us. To destroy us. And he doesn't come just one. He comes together with all you know his enemies he'll accompany. You remember the man who was you know filled with the evil spirit legion. He had so many evil spirits within him. And when he comes and he just comes to destroy the families and destroy the lives. Children of Israel, they were going through a terrible time. That's a time they were crying to God. After seven long years, God is calling a man. And the way God is calling to him into the ministry, we can read in verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from Midianites. They need to hide all the grains, little bit grains, what they get, get from their land. They need to hide. Otherwise, the Midianites will come and destroy. And this man, probably a little boy, or a grown-up man, he's just sitting there in the threshing floor, and he is stretching wheat in the wine press in order to hide them. And as he was doing his duty there on the day, verse 12 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. 
the lord is with you you mighty man of valor means you the lord is with you you mighty man of courage and this man he is hiding from the midianites and he is just sitting there and doing his job and the angel of lord suddenly appeared to him and telling him you mighty man of valor and gideon said to him oh my god if the lord is with us why then all this happening he just looked at the angel and he started you know telling all his stories what is going on in his life and where are all his miracles you know which our fathers told us about saying did not the lord bring us up from egypt but now the lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of these midianites you remember you see a difference between how rahab responded Rahab responded saying that I heard this story the travelers when they enter into my house I heard that them telling the story your God has delivered the children of Israel as they walked through the Red Sea if the God can open the Red Sea for your children of Israel he can give this Jericho into your hand because I trust in your Lord I don't I'm not a believer I'm not a godly woman but I trust in your Lord because I know about your God you have God has done so much that was his faith here see be another man of faith and he is complaining to god and he is saying that where are the miracles lord if you are the one who brought the brought us into this wilderness why this midianites are why you are given us into the hands of the midianites you know that's how sometimes we respond we too respond when we are going through trouble lord it is all true that we hear preaching every week we read the bible we try to live after you but then why it is not happening in my life you know that is a question we ask when it comes to that matter in our lives we we put that question to god and we ask him i know you can do all these things but why i am not experiencing anything gideon was exactly telling the same thing to god and you know god had a mighty plan there god started his activity his plan there from verse 11 onwards you know we can read uh, throughout the entire chapter the way god is you know doing working in an amazing way god's battle plan there you know when the midianites and their allies once more they invaded the land of israel the spirit of lord came upon gideon and he gathered the entire children of israel the tribes of manasseh Asher, Zebulun and Naphtali you know he tried collected all these people together and he put all these people together and he is getting ready for a battle against these Midianites and word of God says in, in, in Judges 8-10 there were how many people were there there were 32,000 people were there around 32,000 people 120 20,000 men who drew the sword had fallen bible talks about 100 and uh, bible talks about uh, how much 8 men but then if you go on and on you count everybody together in the word of god it will come to 32,000 people So there are 32,000 people he gathered from the children of Israel and they are about to you know get on to a fight with the Midianites and Bible says the Midianites were just millions of them they were just like a sand of the sea they were just spread all around the land all around the land and in verse if we can just slowly move on to chapter 7 chapter 7 verse 2 says and the Lord said to Gideon 
the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands lest Israel claim glory for itself against me saying my own hand has, uh, has served, saved me you know what the Lord is saying the 32,000 people you gathered with you they are too many for me it's true that the Midianites are millions but you don't need 32,000 people to take war with them they are too many for me and if you today if I allow you to allow you to go for war and you may do go to the war and you may win the war and you will say that it is all by my strength it is all by my strength you know the way children of Israel were trying to take the war and Gideon is getting them ready and God is saying that I don't want this many people I don't want this many people I don't need 32,000 people it is too many for me and the Lord took an approach and verse 2, seven, uh, verse two says and the Lord said to Gideon as the Lord said as we read that and when you know and verse 3 if you can go, go to verse 3 it says now therefore proclaim in their hearing of the people saying whoever is fearful and afraid let them go home out of this 32,000 they are all just getting ready for the war and God is asking Gideon to go and tell if somebody is afraid somebody is fearful don't come for the war you just go back home you know when God wants to do something through someone he makes him to a point to feel that he is nothing you know Gideon was thinking that I have 32,000 people with me even though I am little, I, I'm not strength for strong enough even the angel says that I'm a man of valor but I'm not a man of courage but then I have 32,000 people the moment Gideon thought about it God is saying that it is too many for me ask the people to go back you know those who think that you know they are fearful and afraid let them go back and word of God says there are 22,000 of them they return back 32,000 came for the war and as Gideon told them to go back 22,000 they just went back and it is left out how many 10,000 10,000 people are there left out whereas they are getting ready to fight with millions was four but the Lord said to Gideon the people are still too many the people are still too many seven four verse 7 4 the people are still too many bring them down to the water and I will test them for you there then it will be that of whom I say to you this one shall go with you the same shall go with you and of whom I say to you this one shall not go with you the same shall not go with you so there is a second test first test was those who are afraid fearful go back and the second test he is bringing them to a closer to water and God is going to test them God's way is always supernatural the way he does things is we cannot understand by our own understanding it is supernatural way God deals with things and he is bringing them to the water verse 5 it is so interesting it's so funny the way God is identifying those people there verse 5 so he brought the people down to the water and the Lord said to Gideon everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps you shall set apart by myself likewise everyone who gets down on his knees to drink was six and the number of those who lapped putting their hand to the, their mouth was 300 men but all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water there is a condition what is that condition 
you don't have anything any vessel or to get the water to your mouth but probably it is a river or a lake and God is telling asking Gideon to tell ask people to drink water and how do they drink how should they drink they need to drink like dogs dogs drink water in a glass of cup no <laughs> somebody is showing me how drug dog drinks water <laughs> dog drinks water by its tongue it's an amazing right dog drinks water not even by its mouth but by its tongue and God is asking the children of Israel to drink water if you and me are there I don't have any business with this you know why should I drink water like this let me go back either I go for war I go or I go home you know that may be our reaction but see the man of faith we are talking about Gideon how patient he was to listen to this to from God and how patiently he is communicating to the children of Israel as he knew that very well God is in the move right so that's how things happen it's a supernatural way God is dealing with and you know there are two if you can understand that scripture what God is telling them is God is allowing asking them to drink and there's a group of people they are going to drink by taking water in their hand and bring it closer to their mouth and just drinking it by licking it right with their tongue that's how they are drinking it lapping it over they are just drinking it that way and another group of people they are going to just kneel down probably to their knees and they just start drinking water lapping it you know with their tongue there are two different kind of people right and it is a test that God is putting there and the moment God said there are only 300 people they took water in their hands verse 6 says and the number of those who lapped putting their hand to their mouth they're just taking water and it's just lapping it so there are 300 in number right and the rest of the people out of how many out of 10,000 32,000 and then it became 10,000 as 22,000 ran back and then 10,000 only 300 people they just took water and then they just drank God looks like God is a psychologist right <laughs> right this is the normal tendency of people the moment it is said the majority will understand oh it's easy for me to just kneel down then and you know I just start doing it what the God, God wants me to do it <laughs> there are very few people they just took the water and I'm not trying to interpret that here right so even Bible doesn't say that you know why God was really selecting those 300 there is no idea I, I'm not even getting into that but then God does things in a supernatural way and he obeyed God's instruction and God identified the little bit the handful of people who wants to be there in the battle you know when Gideon looked at the size of the enemy and he looked at the handful of people he has with him 300 people there is no way he can win the battle there verse 9 says it happened on the same night that the Lord said to him arise go down against the camp for I have delivered it into your hand and how can he believe it he would have gone with the 32,000 people but now God is asking him to go and take the battle with just 300 people you know how he is responding verse 10 says but if you are afraid to go down he's afraid he's terrified he's saying that you can you can take your servant along with him and then he took his servant along with him and he's trying to get into the camps of Midianites 
But now God is also helping him out to strengthen his faith. You know what God is telling? You can just go tonight and just to see in the camp of the Midianites. As you go there, you will hear in your eyes, in your ears, somebody telling something about what is going to happen. And then he and his servant, they are going there to the camp. Verse 12. Now the Midianites and Amalekites, all the people of the east, were lying in the valley as numerous as locusts. Probably it's in the night. Midian is just, you know, uh, the Gideon is just looking from the hilltop and he's seeing the entire land is spread around. With like a locust sitting on the ground. The Midianites and Amalekites are just lying there with their tents in the, you know, in the land. As numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number, as the sand by the seashore in multitude. And this man has 300 men with them. Verse 13. And when Gideon had come there, come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. As Gideon slowly approaching that camp, he could just overhear somebody is telling something within that camp. And he's telling about his dream that he had on that night. One of the Midianites, he's telling the dream. And what is the dream? He said, I had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread, a loaf of barley bread, tumbled into the camp of Midian. Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned and the tent collapsed. That was the dream. And he is sharing the dream with somebody else. And Gideon is hearing that. Verse 14. Then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. And the other person is interpreting the dream to another Midianites. You know this is what is going to happen. And this is heard very well by Gideon. And you know what he says immediately verse 15. And so it was when Gideon had the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshipped. <laughs> he worshipped. He worshipped God. You know he was not comfortable to take the war with 300 men. But now when he heard this from the mouth of the Midianites It is the faith come alive You know sometimes it happens We believe God and we try to do things for God And we still trust in him But at some point of time when we get disappointed We just give up But at that time God may put a word in your mind He may speak to you through somebody else And he will just put a word of encouragement in your mouth In your mind And that's the time we see The word of God is coming alive So Gideon is in that situation The word of the word he heard It came so alive in his mind And he returned to the camp of Israel and said Arise for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hands You know the same was when God spoke to him He couldn't believe that But now he is putting the same word to the children of Israel you know that's how a man of God is that's how a man of God is you know when he hear the voice of God when he hear the call of God in his life and he will say that no it may not be God it may be a struggle that I need to go through I don't think it's it is from God but then the situation when he acts walks further God will not leave he will continually speak to individual people when God speaks to us something and he will continue that with you know through somebody else so through some other circumstance God will come and speak to us and make sure that that is true in our 
our life and the moment we get that word and we are quickened and we are just ready to act based on the faith verse 16 then he divided 300 men into three companies he's just you know sharing them putting them you know separating them now this is another interesting story what is going on here before we close verse 16 says then he divided them 300 men into three companies and he put a trumpet into every man's hand he gave a trumpet with an empty picture empty pot into their hand and torches inside the picture torches inside the pot an empty pot and a torch inside so the torch is covered and a trumpet in the other hand and these are the wars the implements of the war the implements of the battle the trumpet and the picture and the torch you know when there is a man who listens and obeys God when there are people who understand the vision of God and when they are ready to closely follow God when there are people to who they are standing with full cooperation when there are people who don't question God's strategy no big weapon is needed all that is needed is just the trumpet and the picture and a torch did you hear what I said when there are people together standing in one mind it doesn't matter how big they are not God doesn't really need many people around they God needs a core group of people they can just stand they understand the vision of God they can just stand together in oneness without questioning God's plan and strategy just willing to obey the voice of God God doesn't need any great implement of war all that he needs is what we have in our hand it may be a single man or it may be a little group of people that's what is going on here the, the trumpet if you want a little bit interpret what these instruments they have the trumpet that represents harmony it's, it's my interpretation the trumpet represents harmony when the trumpet is blown everyone is going to blow the trumpet together all 300 that shows the harmony the unity the trumpet shows the unity they are just together all these 300 they are just together the torches represent the spirit of God torches represent the spirit of God the pictures are the parts empty parts represent the flesh or our body because we are just an earthen vessels our body is an earthen vessel in which God has put the treasure the lamp of God the light of God the spirit of God in this earthen vessel <laughs> all that we need is unity and as individuals the earthen vessels and the anointing of the spirit of God that he has put into our lives all that is what is needed for any warfare you know today we believe some of us are going through fighting a spiritual warfare against the enemy some of us are really you know challenged with the attacks of the enemy in our lives and Gideon is an example there all that we need is we don't need many people around we don't need we don't need many instruments around we need just few people they can stay together well focused with one vision with single focus with single mind standing together very closely all that we need is the Spirit of God who lives in our lives you know when the life is filled with 
the Holy Spirit joined together in unity breaking the flesh and shouting the way they were shouting you know as time goes by Gideon is approaching the war field and you know what they are doing the three companies verse 20 7, verse, chapter 7 verse 20 then the three companies you remember the 300 were divided into three groups three companies when the three companies they blew the trumpet verse 20 and broke the pictures they held the torches in their hand in their left hand and the trumpet in their right hand blowing and they said and they cried out and said the sword of the Lord and of Gideon the sword of the Lord and of Gideon you know verse 21 says and every man stood in his place and all around the camp and the whole army ran and cried out and fled away they were all just sleeping there 300, 300 men going there and just blowing their trumpet in the same moment and breaking that pot in their hand and holding the torch you know everybody is awaking you know suddenly they just awake and then just, just they look at what is going on 300 men they could see there with torches in their hand it is still dark there with torches in their hand and there is a trumpet sound and these 300 men they would have been appeared to the Midianites as 3 million as 3 million if you remember Elijah when he opened when he asked God to open the eyes of his servant what he saw a countless number of angels in chariots and in fire surrounding them you know probably it would have given that kind of impression to the Midianites as they were looking at this men 300 men they are holding torches all that they could see is they heard a great noise and they could see the lights the torches holding they were just fleeing for their life and what of God says 22 when the trump when the 300 blew their trumpet and the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp they were fighting with each other and they were dying they didn't know who is the enemy who is with them and who is against them in the dark and they were fighting with each other and verse 23 and the men of Israel gathered together from Naphtali, Asia and Manasseh now he called everybody you know you can all come now let's go and persuade the Midianites now just let's go and plunder that land because God has given and I was just thinking about why Gideon was not allowed to take the 32,000 people along with him. Why God allowed him to take only 300? Maybe simple reason. The 300 can just join together in unity. You know that's what is needed. That's what is needed for any ministry any, or any family. One or two people just in unity. Just in oneness of mind. And that's where we see God can do great things Jemison's commentary, it's one of the you know, famous commentary. The commentator says there, it is scarcely possible to conceive a severer trial than the command to attack the overwhelming forces of the enemy with such a handful of followers. But Gideon's faith in the divine assurance of victory was steadfast. And it is for this he is so highly commanded. It is very difficult, very feeble chance that they can win this 300 with this people. But his obedience and his steadfastness in the faith he had in God, that's the reason he is so highly commanded and rewarded as the writer of Hebrews says. The writer of Hebrews says, through faith Gideon subdued kingdom. 
become valiant in battle and turn to flight the armies of aliens you know today that call of Gideon is there in every one of our lives God has called us not with everything in us not with the whole strength not with the whole talent no God has called us <coughs> knowing that <coughs> we will obey to the call of God you know there is a challenge in front of front of every one of us that we need to battle through in our lives and we need faith in God as we study the book of judges to know what Gideon could accomplish and finally at the end of the chapter if you look at they could kill two of their princes and they were carrying their head to Gideon two of their princes were killed and the head were brought to Gideon that was the victory on that day that was a success and as we go through challenges in our lives we have challenges you know it may be a battle of establishing our future some of us are going through it it may be a battle to bring up our children we don't know how to bring up our children in this generation you know some of us are fighting against diseases and sicknesses in our lives some of us are battling you know to overcome financial struggle we are just crushed from all the sides we don't know how to overcome the financial struggle what we are going through some of us you know all of us together we are struggling over establishing this ministry you know battling of conquering the city where we live in for God and battle of delivering people from the bondages these are some of the challenges which we see in front of us as we move further as a church you know as children of God as families and as individuals but our God is a God of Gideon you know God calls us our God calls you and every one of us and the way he is calling us let's turn to that scripture let's go back to chapter 6 let's see how God is calling Gideon in chapter 6 verse 12 the Lord is with you you mighty man of valor and how he is calling you you we need to put our name there you means our name mighty man or woman of valor right we can just put our names there. Let's say God is calling Krubanandan. You Krubanandan, a mighty man of valor, means a mighty man of courage. You know, that's how God is calling us. To every one of us, if we can put our name there and read verse 12 of chapter 6, Judges, that's how God is calling us. God is looking at us as a mighty man. The King James Version says it is mighty man of valor. NLT says it is mighty hero the Lord is with you mighty hero the Lord is with you NIV says the Lord is with you mighty warrior and the good news says the Lord is with you brave and mighty man you know that's how God is looking at every one of our lives today and we may be saying that we want to hide like Gideon was hiding somewhere you know behind the wine press he was just hiding there threshing the floor but then God is God looked at him and he said mighty man and today God is talking to us and telling us we are mighty in God's hand I would just like to close by reading Romans chapter 8 31 to 39 let's turn to Romans chapter 8 31 to 39 Romans chapter 8 31 what then shall we say to these things if God is for us who can be against us 
He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? And verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are all killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You know today when God calls us, you are a man or woman of mighty valor. You are a man or woman of mighty courage. And God is saying us, you are a conqueror. You are not a defeater. You are a conqueror. You are a victor. Verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, or nor depth, nor any other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Gideon, a man of faith, he just won the battle as he obeyed the Lord. With a little courage, he was just going willing to you know, take the war with the 300 people around him and God is calling us today to stand for him and he will give you the courage because he is calling us as a man of courage shall we just close our eyes